In today's episode, Aileen and Nancy define, discuss, and embrace neurological diversity. (laughs) Welcome to Expansive Minds Podcast, Gateway to Freedom, a podcast where two friends, Aileen and Nancy, explore and expand beyond what they think they know in order to live a life of freedom. Thank you for joining us. And away we go. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I don't know. What are you thinking? Yeah, there's a lot going on. I think we're coming out of our hypervigilance tension, pulling ourselves together for a pandemic, whether you believed it or not, the energy was still there. Yeah. You know, we've had some tough political cycles. Now we're like, come on, you just want to go rush out. Come on, not now. Like yeah. we're, we're trying to recuperate. Yeah. Like yeah. we're trying to recover can you can we just get a break i think that's a lot of what people are feeling can we just get a break and just be smooth for a little bit right (laughs) and one of my favorite channelers can't remember the station her name is blossom and she's always so uplifting and she started the channel by saying i don't know if i should be doing this now (laughs) because i really do not feel positive at the moment Mm -hmm. and her and so she's basically having this conversation with her spiritual being and He's saying, be patient. And she's like, right. Like, so you've said before. So you've said before. So you've said before. And it was just like, she was practically flipping off her soul being, going, I'm ready. I've had enough. You keep saying it's time. It's time. We're sending. You know, and nothing has changed. And nothing, all the tools you gave me, nothing seems to be helping. And not that I was celebrating her discomfort. Right. But but, we love one. Because it's like, yes. Because I feel that way. And then one of the old patterns that I would fall into is like, well, clearly I'm not as spiritually evolved as I thought I was if I'm in the gutter here. better. <laughs> exactly. Well, this is what I posted on um, on my, uh, I just felt it yesterday morning and a lot of people were like, yeah, absolutely. So this is what I posted yesterday. Has anyone felt that they've been tricked and fooled by the universe and not necessarily <laughs> in a good way? I know, me too. Sometimes it's difficult to remember more to be revealed. That's fantastic. And yes, that is the way I have been feeling coming out of the weekend. I'm like, this manifestation stuff is bullcrap. This is nothing's working. Nothing I felt. And then I had some old pain bodies, as Eckhart Tolle would Mm -hmm. say. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm back where I was when I started this journey 12 years ago. Have I evolved? Not at all. I'm still... Saying the same words I said 12 years ago. What the heck is going on? Mm -hmm. One of the challenges is, again, it's our brain, right? And how we do linear time. We're still locked into linear time. And this story of moving forward, like all of that comes into play. And how I see it is the more we lighten our room. So imagine you're standing in a room. It's your room. It's your life. It's your room. And, and you're, you know, you're cleaning areas and you're cleaning here and you're cleaning here and you're bringing more light in, right? A big mm-hmm. flashlight. And the more you clean the, the gunk away, the more gunk you're going to see. So, so at this point, when we feel that we've come to a level of a spiritual, like, okay, cool. This, I think I'm, I think I'm on a roll here. I think I got this, you know, I think I, I think I got it, the feel for this, right? Not like, I don't mean like an egotistical, right, but, not but, like I'm an evolved grandmaster correct, in Tibet. Correct. It's yeah. just sort of the regular folk of us who yeah. are like, yeah, I think I got the hang of this. I'm yeah. having some good moments. 
And then all of a sudden, what it is is that the dark little thing in the corner that we didn't even know was there because everything was so mucked up, then we see that. Yes. And that can make us feel yeah. like, what? You That's know, helpful. what is that still do? What is that there? And it's like, oh, no, it's just because you've brought more light in That's the room. fantastic. You can see more. So it's... That's, yes, yes. That's exactly what yeah. Cryon's theme has been. The light is shining brighter than ever, mm-hmm. and it lets you see more dirt. Yes, <laughs> and that actually makes yeah. me think about, while you were talking, something I thought, like, oh, here's a thing we could really... Um, grab onto today. I'm noticing that a lot of people, older people in particular, Mm -hmm. in their 50s, are discovering things about themselves that they didn't know before. So, uh, and it can happen all along the way. Well, I'm in that demographic, so do tell. (laughs) Uh uh So people who didn't know they were on certain spectrums, let's say, they didn't know they had a particular neurodiversity are realizing. (laughs) You're being kind. (laughs) (laughs) And they're realizing it now. And they're like, oh, but it feels really comforting. At first, it's a little sad and strange when they think, I didn't know I had ADHD. I didn't know I had a level of autism. I didn't know I had um, that this was Tourette's. And again, I'm not super into labels. However, I think saying this, you know, if you give it just some, you could call it anything, gobbledygook. I don't, I don't care what yeah, you call it. Yeah, yeah. But it's a way to identify how our brains work. Some of the ways our brains work that we then do label often as a disorder or a dysfunction, I actually think is more of an evolved way mm-hmm. for the brain to work. We're mm-hmm. finding now that we're moving into this new paradigm and we are activating more strands of the DNA that maybe it is not right. a hampering thing. <laughs> it's better insight into this new dimensionality that we're mm-hmm. moving into. Well, yeah, because I think a lot of it comes from, you know, oh, let's see if we can get you to be compliant with society, yeah. you know. And I'm the person, we all say, I see no white yeah. men in this, you know. We say, this is how you should be. If you're not this, you must be a disorder. And it's like, mm. no, no. Like, yeah. you, you one person, are you collective of the college of, you know, yes. <laughs> all I- us are the best. You don't get to say what is normal and how we're supposed to get there. It's like, right. no, not at yeah. all. I, I, I say to um, people with, uh, you know, things like ADHD or something, and I'll say, look, you were, we need you. You were made to be the person who runs around from tree to tree outside of the village to make sure no lions come and get us. Mm. You were the ones that could stay up late and were excited and jazzed up to run around and keep us all safe so we could sleep. And now we're taking you and saying, sit in this chair. Right. And listen to this boring diatribe that we're calling education. Uh, Oh, but there's something wrong with you. Right. Because because those, my messages of education that I think are right aren't landing for you. Yeah. So I think I'm seeing people wake up to all sorts of things about themselves It's wonderful and it also can be difficult because we have a story of who we think we are. And I'll this is I'll share this. This happened to me a, a while ago, so maybe 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm 58 now. 
I knew I w- had a lot of energy as a child. My mother was wise enough not to send me to kindergarten because she knew I couldn't sit still. She yeah. was correct. <laughs> I was also very lucky to have a first grade teacher, Mrs. Camarada was her name, who understood me immediately. I never thought there was anything, quote unquote, wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she knew to say to me, Aileen, would you please pick up all the pencils from the other students' desks? Aileen, would you please water the plants? She always, she always was giving Keeping me things moving. to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she knew. I never in a million years did I think. I, I thought she thought I was the best student in the class, actually. <laughs> <She> probably did. <laughs> I'm going to take that with me. Yeah. So... Uh, Years after that, as an adult, my mother sent me all my medical records. And on my, uh, when I was three years old and had a medical, uh, you know, your checkup, the doctor had written hyperactive across the front of the paper with like an underline, you know. Hmm. And I thought, oh, interesting. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. I used to jump up and down all the time. That was sort of my claim to fame. I was always jumping up and down all the time. And it wasn't until, um, like I said, about 15 years ago that I started to realize, and I'm going to say again, a lot of older adults are doing this process that I did 15 years ago, that I started to realize that there was a judgment and a putting people really in these places as if it was a problem, right? So I was a director of faith development in a liberal church, and I asked the committee, the education committee, to come with me to a workshop about how to integrate children with special needs into your church program. So as we got there, a bunch of people were all circled around, and uh, the woman, Sally Patton, was amazing. She uh, had us do an introductory um, uh, activity. So she handed us all index cards, and she said, don't turn it over, just keep it face down, and when I tell you to turn it over, you can turn over. She said, uh, when you turn it over, you're going to read something, and you're going to take on that characteristic, you're going to take on that action, and mingle around with each other, and then we'll sit down, and then you'll talk about that what that experience was like. So I've done many things like this, and I was like, oh, I get it, I get it. Like, I know mm. what's going to happen. We're going to have some special needs we have to experience. So she said, one, two, three, turn it over. And I turned mine over and it said, jumping up and down <laughs> in place. And I just thought, oh my gosh, because on the way over to the workshop, yeah, I thought in my mind, you know, I might get a chance to share that, you know, as in my mind, like, as just like a normal, regular person as a child, I jumped up and down all the time. So maybe I'll find an opportunity <laughs> to share that I had so much energy I jumped up and down all the time and uh, that it wasn't a problem and that kind of thing. So to read the card that I got that said jump up and down, I thought, honestly, my heart sank a little bit and I thought, oh my gosh, this is a special needs? I was a special needs kid. (laughs) What? What is happening here? But I did. I got up and jumped up and down when people talked to me as my card said. And then it was my turn to share. I, I, Nancy, I just busted out laughing and I said... I was going to tell you all that as a child, I did I this thing and it was normal. And I go, and that's what my card said. So how did I feel doing this? Completely normal. <laughs> I felt completely regular. Yep. But it yeah. was a really interesting realization. And there was a handful of years later, I was at work, another workshop, and I was sitting in a hard chair. 
And uh, it was in a living, someone's living room, and so all different kinds of chairs. And I was loving the hard chair. I'm leaning back on it, working on my back. You know, I'm just kind of like moving and listening. And then we had a lunch break, and uh, my friend, who was in a soft low chair next to me, so kind, so kind, he looked at me and said, "Aileen, would you like to switch chairs after lunch?" And in my mind. <laughs> Because he wanted of, your chair. <laughs> I'm thinking he wants my chair. And I yeah. said, oh, exactly, Nancy. I said, oh, are you? and I laughed. I said, are you afraid you're going to fall asleep after lunch in that cozy <laughs> chair? And then he looked and he said, well, no, you just seem so uncomfortable in your chair because you're moving so much. <sighs> and I thought, I what? And then, again, this, was, this one was the same thing, around 15. And I looked at everyone else. I said, no, I'm okay, David. Thank you. And then I watched everybody, Nancy. And no one was moving in their chairs. Yeah. And I called my sister after. I said, did you know that people can sit still and not move in their chairs yeah. during yeah. like an hour talk? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I didn't even know that happened. I can't yeah. do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. So That's those, interesting. So people are realizing, and I think moving into kindred places with people who are like them, so they're not feeling isolated, like, oh, because inherent in that we do get negative feedback from people around us sure people did try to scold me about my jumping but i had these positive people that were like "Mm, that's not a big deal so now i had the exact opposite experience growing up i was very good at staying in the lines Mm. because if you didn't there was punishment right so then i had these three magnificent children and each of them are incredibly diverse in their neurological processing Mm -hmm. they all do it different and they're all gene. Um, of course, uh, as a mother, my, all my three are geniuses. But they, and they are, and they all are, and they're all out of the lines. So it was sort of fun for me, and actually encouraged them to go out of the lines mm-hmm. because I wish I did, but no regrets. Mm-hmm. But I saw how. I built my life around staying in the lines mm-hmm. and behaving the way other people thought I should behave. You know, when you said we have this awakening to maybe some of our neurological dysfunction, my neurological dysfunction was to be neurologically sound, Right, was to behave the way everybody thought I should behave. And I was a master at it. I mm-hmm. was valedictorian. I was Miss Catholic girl. I went to church. I was the lecturer to church. I did... I did everything that they asked of me, and I will not put that on my children. Mm-hmm. So when I see little bursts of, I can't sit in this restaurant, Ma, can can you pay the check? I need to go outside. I celebrate it. Or one of my children, when they would be asked a question in school, their eyes would roll up to the top of their head. And they, oh, delayed processing. Well, guess what? My kid was actually processing many steps ahead. Exactly. So it wasn't just like she was answering this question. She had already answered this question in her mind and was thinking four more steps ahead to the outcome of the problem, to the ultimate solution. Mm -hmm. So she was actually an overprocessor. You know, and then just recently my son called and he's like, I have to pick these classes for the next term. And I'm really drawn to this class. It looks exciting to me, but I don't think it's going to be a class that an employer will care about. And maybe I should pick a class the employer cares about. I said, sweetie, follow your heart. Follow your heart. I said, because you know, when you get out in a couple of years, who knows what an employer is going to look like. And frankly, if you follow your heart, you're going to shine so bright that it doesn't matter what the employer thinks he's looking for. You're going to just shine over it. So I am thrilled now that my three children are exactly what I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And it's so fun for me to 
celebrate it and to join in what I feel like I might have missed in my child. I'm not. I'm celebrating it through them. Mm-hmm. Well, so here's my question to you. How much are you going out of the lines now? Because it's about your... Oh, my Christ. Look, we're doing a podcast doing on great. freaking aliens. <laughs> this is about so as out of the line as it gets, right, for me. <laughs> um, but interesting. Yeah, no, I still there are still some fears. Mm-hmm. This, you know, as you know, before we took on this podcast, I had some resistance to, we call the woo-woo side, letting people know my woo-woo side. I'm an engineer. I, I stay in the lines. I'm logic. I'm reason. But then, fantastically... A lot of these spiritual teachers were engineers. Absolutely. <laughs> so it almost validated. And also that engineering background, while I kind of didn't enjoy it, while I did it, I mean, it, it got us some, got me, it was exactly what I needed because now I understand these energetic concepts more. So I think it's helped me be where I am now. Mm-hmm. I think the journey, which I initially thought, well, I'm going to just be an engineer because that's what my dad says, because my dad was an engineer and I'll make a lot of money at it. <laughs> and so I'll just do it. And now it's just kind of like, I think I was an engineer to do a podcast with Aileen in my 50s. <laughs> yeah. I this don't is, know. There's still great. some fears right? Uh, in general. It's... Uh, Funny, this morning I pulled a fairy card. We haven't talked about my beautiful fairies, but this morning I pulled a fairy card and it said something about afraid to jump. Mm. Um, and so this fairy was kind of clinging to a bush and sort of a tree limb ready to jump, but not not yet ready. And basically was like, wait till the time is right. Wait till mm-hmm. the time is right. We will tell you it is time. And when it comes time to jump, you'll feel such magic that it almost won't be a decision. You just simply will be kind of caught up in it. Mm-hmm. So not sure what the next thing I'm supposed to jump into the air with. Uh, but you're willing was, to was, jump. That's, I'm willing that's to the jump. Piece. But hmm. I would love to be more confident in my intuition mm-hmm. and know that when I feel an inclination to something, it is intuition and not generated by previous fears or beliefs. Mm-hmm. Esther Hicks would say, um, when she felt inspired to do something, she'd say, okay, where, where was I? What was I doing? Uh, what does she call uh, What influence? That's what she uses the words. What influence was I under when I had this desire to move mm-hmm. in this direction? Because there are different influences floating around in the fields. And... So you want to make sure that you are following the influence of the highest frequency. So that's something she asks herself throughout the day. Oh, what, what influence was I under when I received this thought? Mm-hmm. Was it an uplifting one or maybe an older, energetic, lower one? Mm-hmm. And some of those are in walking in the lines, being in the lines mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. other people's stories. Um, the fairy thing, is, all of a sudden this came to my mind many years ago. Many years ago, mm-hmm. when I was living full time on Nantucket and my kids dark, were little, stormy night. It's a dark, stormy <laughs> night. Their dad went away. I think he went to a golf tournament or something. He's away for the weekend. And oh, I think he must have taken the kids with them because I was young somehow. He must make, he took the kids to do something on a weekend. I stayed home and I chose to paint the upright piano that we had. I painted it. The piano itself. The piano itself. Okay. I painted it and I um, drew fairies all over it. That's so funny. And our animals that we had at the time, I made them into fairies. So our dog Coco had fairy wings on. Everyone had little fairy wings on. And I splatter painted it. And it was so adorable. And uh, when he came home, he was 
horrified. But I thought it was great. But this is like the difference, right? So culturally. And then many years later when we were living in – the girls and I were in Bedford so they could go to school at the Waldorf School in Lexington. So we were on the mainland and he was still in Nantucket. We were looking at buying a house, this a house in particular in Bedford. And there was a, it was on the Great Road. And then the house had a fence, like a big wooden fence, you know, to keep the backyard yeah. safe and everything. And so when he and I were talking on the phone, I said, well, be, you know, if we were able to get that house, that would be great. I would paint that. I'm looking forward to painting that fence with the word love on it and painting fairies all over it. <laughs> And so he was like horrified again. Horrified again. Oh. Now I will say to this now, yeah. many, many, many years later. So that was not many, many. That would have been um, the late 90s. And I would say now he would absolutely support right. that because and, of his own evolution. But at the yes. time, the idea that he could own a house that had love and fairies yes. all over it like, and I also, was too much. As a Bedford resident, I don't know that Bedford would have been ready for that mm-hmm. either. I would have done it anyway because, yeah. you know, for me... Out of the lines. That, and that's the, the other line. part, the gift. Uh, so this mm-hmm. is if we look at the gift when we realize, oh, I have this. This is how my brain works. Yes. I have that ADHD autism combo, which is great because I am like Vulcan, you know, from Star Trek, which <laughs> yes. is great. Yes. And so I am really clear and I've always been very clear. So again, this is this wild, how did this happen to me? Um, and raised in a Catholic school, which was very beneficial mm-hmm. to me in a lot of ways, some yes. funky, but some good, that I would have no problem. I went to Bedford High School. I was who I was. I got all these superlatives. You know, I'm like yeah. totally confident, not worried about it. Even if it was a town I didn't know, I don't care I because that. that's my autism. My autism is it's illogical to be upset that someone wrote love on their fence. Yes. That doesn't make sense to me. Right. There's no problems. What is the, I always do this in my head. What is the problem with painting your upright piano? It doesn't affect how the piano is played. So what's the problem with painting fairies and your animals as fairies and joyful colors on your upright piano? There's absolutely no problem. Love it. And the problem is I'm not, I'm not being compliant. Right. I'm not in the lines of someone else's rules. Someone may be mad at me. And for me, a lot of that raised in a Catholic school with um, in the 70s where there was some cool like folk mass was coming in and a lot of that. In my mind, I was always like, well, God and Jesus and all the saints don't care what the piano looks like. Perfect. Or or they would want me to write love on this. Remember, we were all like that time during folk mass coming out in the 70s and like, you know. I was a little younger then, so I wasn't privy. Oh, you missed some of that. You know, if, Mm. but, but it's so funny you say that because recently my brother was talking about mom and dad when we were little. My brother said, remember we'd be in Harvard Square? Because we lived in Cambridge. We'd be in Harvard Square. And mom would go, stay away from those hippies. Those oh, are hippies. Yes. Don't, don't go near the hippies. <laughs> you know, because we were t- little. So yeah. And I did, I, and my brother's like, remember that? I'm like, I don't. And she's like, yeah. They, they thought the hippies, hippies were Hippies were scary yeah. then. But, yeah. and, and when the folk mass uh, stuff, you know, vibe came in, I grew up with a lot of Jesus being a hippie. Jesus was a hippie. Hippies look like Jesus. I was like, cool, I got that. So if I'm going to paint love on my my fence, it doesn't matter to me what the other people have to say because I'm not doing anything wrong. It's my fence. Love is a really cool thing to be thinking about. And if someone's upset that you write love and draw beautiful fairies on your fence in your own yard, 
Like, that's really sad for them. Right. I feel, that's when I'm like, kick on unconditional love, baby. Like, flow it yeah. to these people. Yeah, again, it's that conformance <laughs> thing. Yes. It's, it's just they want, you know, maybe this is a prestigious neighborhood. You know, Bedford's very expensive now. And mm-hmm. that would ma- take down the value of something. You know, I, li- I live on mm-hmm. a street uh, that was some old-time Bedfordites. Mm-hmm. And then it. Turn. Yeah, you're right down the street from where I grew up. Oh, funny, see? Yeah. And then and that's turning over. Mm-hmm. So literally, all around me, those houses, ranches, were knocked down. I've seen and it And they all. put up these giant, huge homes. Mm-hmm. And the first thing these people did when they bought these properties was cut down all the trees and then put a lawn in. My house is the only house on the street that still has the trees in front and no lawn because the pine trees make the, right. the, the lawn can't grow. So I have this gorgeous, I think, uh, moss and pine needles, mm-hmm. uh, no lawn. And I know it horrifies them <laughs> that I am not going to do, I'm not cutting down my trees. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to look like you all look. Mm-hmm. So, look at you. Yeah. No, they're not in the lines now, Nancy. Well, You're breaking out. But I think, the but, but when there's a cause, like to me, my trees... Yeah. Like nobody bleeps, exactly. nobody bleeps with my trees. Mm-hmm. So it's almost mm-hmm. like I'm in, I'm out of the lines because I'm defending yeah. my trees. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband will say we should take that tree down. I'm like, don't even touch my tree, or we will be divorced. Mm-hmm. Do not touch my trees. <laughs> right. Like so, yeah, I have this thing with trees. Yeah. So I think I kind of popped out of the lines there mm-hmm. when you go into defensive. In defensive yeah. Right. When you got mama bear stuff going on, right. I can easily get out of the line in mama bear mode. Mm-hmm. For Excellent point. Sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. But it would be nice to be able to go out of the lines because I simply want to. Out of joy. Out of joy for me. Joy and Something love. Something that brings me joy and love. And if it's out of the line, like this podcast, and <laughs> 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 so be it. <laughs> yeah. So I lived in a neighborhood in Westford and all the houses looked the same. And people were nice. People were nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel a lot of big, juicy diversity or or a lot of kind of depthy stuff. Mm-hmm. That is more my nature. Um, nice. Now, every Christmas holiday season, and it was mostly, I think they were uh, pretty much all Christmas people on that street, Christmas celebrators. The lights, I, I would come down the neighborhood one day, and it seemed like they all talked to each other, but they didn't talk to me. And one year, everyone would have red lights out. And I'm like, oh, I, is that <laughs> what my street's doing? The next, they would have... The next year would be white. But no, and I was like, oh. And I would always have multicolor. Like, yeah. I would just be like, yeah. woo! Like, yeah. let's just do it. Like, whatever. Yeah. And and I had already, as well, ruined my lawn. Everyone had lawned. It, it was a uh, neighborhood that had been built, you know, track housing. Uh, beautiful big houses, but everyone had lawn. I moved in. I tore up my lawn, and I put a vegetable garden in front. And Love I did it. all sorts of stuff to it. There was like, fro- I'm like, frogs, run into my yard because everyone yeah. else has pesticides on theirs. So they already were like, yeah. and yeah. I had my van that had all these bumper stickers on it. They were like, awesome. and uh, then my neighbor moved and this Korean family moved in and he was from Korea as a child. And so he came over, <laughs> he came over one day, we built this really great friendship and it was before his first, you know, quote unquote Christmas season there. And, and he said, oh, what, uh, so what do people do in this neighborhood? And I look. He was being very thoughtful, trying to you know. Turns out he doesn't celebrate Christmas. He's yeah. Asian Buddhist, yeah. but he wanted to like try to fit in. He didn't want to be too you know in this yeah. very Eurocentric whitey neighborhood. Yes. 
So he said, what do, uh, you know, what do people do? What should I, you know, what do you think? And I looked at him and I said, I do anything. Just do whatever you want. Do, I don't care. Put anything up that you want. And then I laughed and I said, They're, they have a plan that they don't share with me. <laughs> I said, so do whatever you want. So every year he and I would just go nuts on our lawns. Yeah. And his was just wild. He had like... The big different color bulbs, and then he'd have and we his like didn't make sense at all, but it was amazing. That's and awesome. and we would do this thing where and you look in their houses too, by the way, yeah. and their Christmas trees would match the lights right. outside. And it was like all white lights, and yes. So we would do this thing. Our big bay windows faced each other. Yes, and so it would be like time to plug in the multicolored Christmas trees, and we just like boop boop, and it, it was so much it. fun. <laughs> So I'm not, I don't do the Christmas stuff so much. Jim and I haunt our driveway on Halloween. Yes, your, your <laughs> so Halloween odd, is so ha- great. Like, so, they, you know, on Halloween, they might have an orange wreath on their door. And I've got like freaking skeletons Ooh. climbing out. Ah. Of the gray. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't do the Christmas thing. And they're pristine on Christmas. And I don't have so much up on the Christmas, but on Halloween, that's where we You're like, express. family comes together. We yeah. go nuts. That's where we express. <laughs> yeah, I guess so moving forward, then as we close, I think as often happens, we have n- no plan for mm-hmm. where our discussion is going, other than maybe occasionally having a random concept we want to talk about. So now moving ahead, maybe for the week with this concept of going out of the lines? or what? Don't be compliant. <laughs> and don't get labeled. <laughs> yes, don't be compliant. Don't get labeled with a neurological diversity. Yeah, Just be, say like, yeah. I love neurological diversity. Right, that's it. They're, that's what it is. We're all different. So don't see it as a disorder. Order. Don't see it as something wrong with you. And no, you are not the only person. So if, you, if you're someone who's listening and you say, why can't I, like, how come I, blah, blah, blah. Why can't I ever remember where I put my keys? Or how come socially I put people off because I'm so blunt and efficient? You know, you're not the only one. And it's not that there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. It's about coming up with some strategies Mm -hmm. to talk freely and openly about as much as you know about how your brain works and talk with your friends who can maybe give you a little feedback on how you could maybe, you know, do this a little better or this a little better. And mostly, though, have friends who, who get that how we each are uniquely is absolutely fabulous and perfect and has how we were made. You can't do any better than you're doing. It's how you were made. It's how it is. Exactly. And again, now I'll take it as another step forward as I did before. Those people with those neurological diversities may very well be better suited to move into this new paradigm. Totally. So... You have the last laugh, you know what I mean? But if, but not that you have the last laugh, but if you're a kid and you didn't fit in, in this new paradigm, you may. Not that you want to fit in, but mm-hmm. I think moving forward, celebrate that neurological diversity because it's a tool. It mm-hmm. simply may not be obvious where you're really going to get to exercise it. But I believe, I believe you'll find your people set up by design. You will, you'll you find will your people. And as much it. as it's we a strength. can laugh, totally. It's a strength. So celebrate it. Mm-hmm. All good. And as always, more, more to, to be, be revealed. revealed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Expansive Minds podcast, Gateway to Freedom. Until next time, more to be revealed. <laughs> <laughs>